This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, it's a new week. It means new podcast as well. Al Dukes, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Had a little bit of a strange morning here during the program with my dog. I noticed uh, you disappearing often. Yeah, so here is the situation. Um, She was very ill over the weekend. She was, like, throwing up, had diarrhea. It was a disaster. She wasn't eating. But yesterday and this last night and this morning, she did eventually eat. So I was like, okay, good. We're on the positive side of things. We uh, went out this morning for our usual bathroom. She peed. And she didn't, like, do a number two, but I thought, well, she she barely ate anything. Like, she right. just started eating. So I came in here, and uh, after the first segment, she was pacing around. I was like, oh, man, she has to go. So ran out there during the break, but I wasn't back in time. I was, like, back 30 seconds to a minute late. Eddie had hit ice. I called Eddie from outside. I said, hey, can you hit the music coming back for this one? So I get her in here. I thought she settled down. Then I see her pacing again. This in the middle of the segment where I'm talking. And she's pacing and pacing and pacing. And then she disappears upstairs, which she never goes upstairs on her own. Right. So I go up there during one of the breaks. I peek up there. She's laying down. I don't see anything. Then I'm back down here for a segment, and I smell poop. Uh-oh. So Uh-oh. Next, next break, I go up there again, and I look, and I don't see anything, but I smell. <laughs> I went into the bathroom and she did diarrhea on my bath mat. <laughs> <laughs> now, in fairness to her, she was giving me all the signals in the world like, I got to get out of this house. So she ran upstairs. She did diarrhea in the bath mat. So I wiped up the diarrhea. And she looked so ashamed. I felt bad for her because she is sick. Oh, this is awesome. Yep. Then I was like, do I wash this? The or, bath mat? Yeah. You throw it out. Yeah, I did and throw it out. you buy another one for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> I did the right thing then. I, I balled it up, and I and I ran out to the dumpster, threw it out, cleaned up. Now, the good news is she did it all in the bath mat, so I just threw out the bath mat. Um, I will tell you, that's a good dog. Yeah. In the bathroom, on a mat, mm-hmm. easy cleanup. She probably saw me going in there. She was like, I guess this is where we do this. <laughs> I'm probably close to training my dog to poop in the bathroom. Oh, my God. But when she did it, she like I said, she doesn't go upstairs on her own. Someone has to be up there. And even then, she like will, will struggle to get up there. So she ran up there on her own, went to the bathroom, then came out and laid upstairs by herself. So she knew she did bad. Ashamed of herself. She was ashamed, but 
Nature called. Nature, and she, like I said, she gave me all the signs down here that she had to go, and I, I couldn't do anything about oh, it. Oh, the poor thing. Yeah, so I felt bad for her. She's got to learn. Listen, between 5 and 10, you're on your own. You're on your own. And then at 10 o'clock, we're all good. Exactly. Um, but I'm starting to worry about this um, when we go back to work. Yeah, for yeah, sure. What am I doing? <laughs> well, didn't you I don't think really of think this, this. Not really. Before you got the dog. <laughs> Not fully. I honestly figured your girl, I figured Gina would run by and take her out at some point she in the will. morning. Yeah, and she will. But Well, then it should be fine. I still fear, like, I know I'm going to, that the dogs, so many animals now have separation anxiety. Like, they don't like you to leave. Right, right, right. And I know I should be testing it now while I'm home. Well, I thought I thought that was the whole point of, A, you've got to go back to the apartment to get stuff. I know that. Right. But I thought with the camera set up in your place, you were going to be able to monitor and see how she was. Yeah, I forgot to get the camera from my apartment, so it's still oh, there. Okay. And that feels that. like too long of a time initially. I did go to the supermarket one day when she was here. And how was she when you got back? She nothing was eaten or destroyed or pooped. See, I on. think if you I think you need to start doing it now before yeah, she gets too right. attached to you being around twenty four seven. You're right. Because I otherwise you're to. creating a monster. Yep. And then if your girlfriend gets another job, and she can't take the dog out in the morning. Right. That's right. If she's not working out. from home. Right. You're right. Plus, there will be days when she is doing a training session up North Jersey when she's gone all day. And she can't get there at 8 a.m. <laughs> yes. So then that led me yesterday when I was thinking about all these things. You know how there's like uh, Uber for if you need to be picked up. There's uh, websites yep. for if you need a babysitter. Yep. You've seen those. Well, there's one called Rover, which is uh, if you need your dog walked. Right. We've, t- okay. we've discussed this. We've discussed this, yes. And in fact, I-, I do recall before the pandemic, I thought Rover was going to come on as a advertiser on WFAN. And maybe they still will. And it was something I even considered myself where I thought, oh, if I can't have a dog, maybe I can work walking dogs. I'll get dog interaction and I'll make a couple bucks. You were going to create your own rover uh, down the shore. I was going to be rover down the shore. So yesterday I went on rover just out of curiosity. I said, how many people are on rover to walk dogs in Bradley Beach, New Jersey? Okay. Can I I guess? uh, I I didn't count the number, but there were a number. Oh, okay. The the point of the discussion to bring up to you today is I'm seeing a very odd thing happening, which is hot hot chicks using sex appeal to have you choose them as your dog walker. I could see that. Absolutely. <laughs> like, there's just these girls that are using, like, provo- not pro- like, they're not showing cleavage or anything, but they're, like, clearly done up, sexy... Their spelling sucks, so it's like, and they're looking like, I love dogs. I'll walk your dog. And it's like this girl in short shorts and a tank top. Really? Yeah, it's weird. And I'm so trying to figure out. So which one did you out. take? <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out, are they real dog walkers or are they trying, or are they, gonna, or are they trying to use Rover to swindle men? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? That is a really good, that's a great question. Yeah. Wow. And then there were normal-looking dog walkers who you would expect. Well, the other thing that would concern me yeah. is, is that really them? Right. And if they're not, what are you going to do, cancel them? You can't, you can't be a pervert like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing because 
you would clearly have to give a person your key. Right. Right? Right, yeah. So I don't know how that works with this this rover. I know there's a bunch of different um, companies where people are have their own businesses where they're dog walkers and dog sitters and dog trainers and all these things. I'm taking a look at some of the photos now. Yeah. I see what you mean. Right. Am I going to pick him or am I going to pick her? Right. <laughs> yeah, tough one. It's not as bad as I expected, but I definitely see what you mean. There's a couple on there that you and and like like the one I was looking at yesterday, the girl, the one that really caught my eye initially. I was like, "What is this?" She and wrote why in, is she seventy seven dollars a walk? <laughs> <laughs> and she. This is how you know it's a hot chick, Jerry. She wrote. When we were, when I was younger, I wasn't allowed to have a dog, and she spelled "allowed" as if you were speaking aloud. And oh not... boy! <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! I tell you what, though, this be a great way for the other stuff for a dog walker. Seventy-five dollars, right? <laughs> in and out in ten minutes, <laughs> right? That's what I mean. Are they like like people always use services? For other or, services. Yes, always. Like, no matter yeah. what, like, the people at Rover are like, this is great. People can pick out dog walkers, dog sitters. Uh, with You know, some people are like, hey, I have this much experience walking dogs. I had these dogs. I'm experienced with these. Others are just like, hot chick with like, I'll walk your dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and like, how many husbands are falling for this? A lot. And then they get swindled. It's possible. I'm now. I'm, I'm checking. By the way, there is a ton. I cannot believe how many people walk dogs around here. Yeah, this is unbelievable. Did you put your town in at all? Uh, I did. There's none in my town, but there's a lot. In the you could be the towns. one dog. You could be the one dog walker in your town, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, there's not many. Well, no, there's a couple here. Very interesting. Boy, a lot of people do this. I kind of feel like it's almost like, uh, you know how everybody is a real estate agent just because they got their license. They don't really practice, but they're right. called. Like, they, there's probably tons of people that are on Rover that walk a dog once every three months. Maybe, if that's all they got. Yeah. I could see that. But I see you get, like, the confirmed check marks. You know, What's that mean? Well, I would think that means that they're, uh, what's it called when you get the check mark? Verified, yeah, vetted, if you will, Jay. I'm I'm looking right here. What it means? It means the check mark means something. It means verified enhanced background check. Oh, I like that. See, I would go with someone with that. So, and there are plenty of attractive girls that have that too. Just really, yeah. You so, know, you know, a, a wife is not going for a hot dog walker to roll up to the house. No, the same way a guy doesn't want to hire an attractive pool guy in the summer. <laughs> Here's what you can't have attractive. Uh, uh, babysitters watching your kid, rover dog walkers, pool boys. Right. That's exactly right. Or lawn guys that come over. Hot lawn Does guys. Does it work? <laughs> it's funny. I would so, are you gonna, so you're not going to become an afternoon dog walker, are you? No. No, nah, I'm not walking this dog nonstop. <laughs> we're walking four to four to at least four miles a day yeah that's what i'm saying you can pick up another couple and make 50 bucks a walk oh say so walk them all together yeah oh this is and you don't and you could be selective because i everything i'm looking at here you can basically charge what you want i see everything from 12 dollars yeah. upwards of 30 dollars a walk right you could charge 20 bucks take on three dogs and make 60 dollars a walk look at that and all you're doing is what you're doing already. Right. 
And this dog, I'm how no one's paying me to walk her. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I charge? That's right. So I'm just saying, it's a thought. I am telling have, you, uh, and that's, Duke's LLC. That's going to be a big business once this coronavirus restrictions start to ease. All these people, you saw story after story about how. Uh, pet yeah. and dog shelters were running out of animals because people yeah. were getting pets. We have friends that their kids were asking for a dog for years and years, and they said, no, no, no. And now, because they're both working from home, they're like, well, if we we're ever going to do it and right. have the time to train it, now's the time. Right. We saw them the other day and said, what's the plan when you go back to work? Haven't thought that far ahead. <laughs> right, because what they've trained the dog was, we're all home all the time. Yeah, and they're Which not going to be. my dog, right. Exactly. So, yes, it could be big, but maybe I'll start a uh, oh. dog walk. I love dogs. I'll start a dog, and my son loves dogs. Perfect. So, Father-son business. And we're not getting one. So maybe we'll just start a dog walking business together. Right. Never know. I got Why time. Make cash, right? You got time. You got you, you like money, right, Jerry? I got plenty of time. Who doesn't like money? Take seductive, seductive photos for your profile. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it because Eddie will play it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like a muscular, shirtless Jerry ready to walk your dog. Oh, they're good. There's tomorrow's clip. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Then another thing that came up on the program today, uh, the actual show, was uh, this Instacart that Geo uses. Yes. Are you familiar with this? Uh, I am. I don't use it, but I am familiar with it. For I, grocery The drizzly delivery. thing I tried. I do like that. That's where they deliver alcohol? Yeah. Uh, and you did that uh, to your home here? Yeah. And it worked out good? It worked out fine. Came in, in mm. the exact time frame they said it would nice. come. See, I was looking at this Instacart where they yeah. deliver your groceries. Now I punch in my zip code and it tells me which stores deliver. Mm-hmm. So Stop and Shop doesn't deliver, but that's because they have their own thing. They have a Peapod. Oh, right. Peapod. Yeah. They have their own delivery, and I believe ShopRite has their own delivery service. Yeah, the ShopRite is on this. Uh, oh, are they really? Instacart, yeah. And Acme is. They do a couple different things on there. Petco, Target. Okay. Um, so it did kind of it did kind of intrigue me. Yeah. I will look into that. The problem here's the issue I have with it is like I don't I like the delivery of anything. I'm I'm all for it. That's great. Yeah. The problem with this is you're not gonna get any fresh fruits, vegetables, or meat. I'm just not. Like I still need to look at that stuff and buy that stuff. Yeah. Because I don't want you know a package full of bruised strawberry showing up. Right. And I feel like that is certainly very possible. Now, all packaged goods, I'm in. And if I can cut that part out and then just go to Dearborn for all the fresh stuff, oh, perfect. that's a good idea. Yes, I like that idea. So I could try this. I have not tried this yet. Hmm. I could try this. I'm putting in my zip code now to see how many stores. And like you said, with the alcohol one, you're just getting packaged goods. What's there to screw up? Right. I couldn't agree more. Perfect. Come huh. a case of beer. It's a case of beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So they have 10 retailers in my town. Very interesting. Yeah. So there you go. I'm going to look into that. Did you enjoy the hour this morning? I did. Yourself? Yeah, whatever. It's easy. Yeah, it's all good. It's fine. It's an hour. You know, this, uh, this this notion that, oh, my God, it's an hour. What are they going to do? Shut up. Four hours, though, we'll I'd, be fine. I'd, I'd be just have to repeat the same hour. Four hours would bother you? <laughs> Four hours would bother me. An hour, I feel like, you know, you get the breaks, three different breaks. Yeah, actually, the th- the third break I felt came very quickly. Yes, I agree. And then it was like, all right, here we go. We got our 15 minutes now. Now what? And now we're giving people a really long podcast. We get this <laughs> plus right. the entire warm-up program. That is right. 
So you why don't we cur- do that right now, Jerry? The debut of the hour-long show. Yeah. Done. I oh, love yeah. it. yeah. And actually, when you take out the commercials, it'll be probably right at an hour. Yes. 15 minutes and the Podcast. 45. You got it. All right. Perfect. All right, Jerry. We will see you tomorrow on the warm-up show at 5 a.m. See ya. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. All right, here we go. It's the Tuesday after Memorial Day weekend. We start anew, at least we hope so, because I think we're going to start to get sports back. That having been said, not as nice as it was supposed to be over the weekend, but a weekend nonetheless, an expanded weekend. Al Dukes, how are you? Hi, Jerry. Yeah, kind of a buzzkill Memorial Day weekend for me. Yeah, it was just like cloudy, overcast. Yesterday was the best day, and we didn't get it until about 2.30, I would say. Exactly. But I had heard, like, North Jersey was, like, beautiful, sunshiny days, and we got screwed down here at the Jersey Shore We got nothing. I mean, if you think about what Friday – now, Friday wasn't as bad as they said. One great. But it didn't really rain all that much Friday. Saturday was supposed to be um, not so good in the morning and clear up, and we got a monsoon Saturday afternoon. And then Sunday was – And then yesterday was a half good day. It was terrible. Not only that, Jerry, I spent my Memorial Day yesterday dealing with an ill dog. Well, these are the things that are going to happen, Al, now that you're an owner of something that you're responsible for. But I just got it. Give me some time to enjoy the dog before the illnesses kick in. Are you going to change the diet? Because I know it had some uh, gas eel problem. (laughs) I was checking for my receipt, seeing if I could bring this thing back. (laughs) You're not bringing the dog back. (laughs) I don't have the receipt, but I charged it on my card, Jerry. I think Citibank will back me up on this one. I don't want the dog. Can we return the dog? (laughs) <laughs> Let me tell you what I purchased yesterday at the supermarket for the dog. Yeah. One, Pedialyte, which wow, is no the – Yeah. And then I also purchased Imodium AD for diarrhea. For the dog? That's right, Jerry. This is what I'm – so all of you people with children, I know what you're saying when you're saying your kids are ill, this sort of thing. Dial it back just a it's little. It's pretty similar but to a, a dog. Wow. So Eddie the dog will tell right you. Yeah, the, yeah. Well – she was she was vomiting yellow. Oh man. And then she, and then her 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 hmm, her diarrhea was projectile. Oh boy. Wow. Like laser. Any of this happened in the house? Uh the vomiting happened in the house, little vomiting. And you were able to get her outside though for the other stuff. Yeah, well, I was on her regular walks where she was but boy, she didn't eat thing. for like a full day. Ugh. And then uh, this morning when we got up, she was rip-roared and ready to go to eat her meal. So uh, All right, good. I think we're back to normal now. Walk is out of the – hey, how did it go on Friday night? Because it was the first <laughs> night you were off. Yeah, Were you able to question. sleep or were you up at 3 a.m.? No, Jerry, we got up at uh, th- uh, 3.30, <laughs> 3.45, I think uh, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, three-day weekend, Monday Holla. morning. Holla. <laughs> you, I told you, you're like the guy in Matawan now that we saw every morning going to work. I know. You and I, you would pick me up, Jerry. We'd see a man walking a dog at 3.30 in the morning, and we'd laugh at him. We'd go, look at this fool. <laughs> Guess who the fool is now? Well, I'm that fool. <laughs> Oh, I felt I kind of got a little, got her back a little bit today, Jerry, because we were doing this at five o'clock as opposed to five forty or whatever okay. time we know. I set my alarm for three thirty. Beat her to the punch this morning. I woke the dog up. You got her up. I was like, "Let's go! It's go time! Here That's we are!" Tremendous. That is funny. Well, here we are. First full weekend with the dog, having yeah. been adjusted. Now you're good to go. 
Now I'm good to go, Jerry. And there's another dog-related sports story that I that I found interesting over the weekend. There the, is, yeah, the Iditarod. That's where a guy oh. gets pulled on a sled He's by stopped, dogs right? yeah. through uh, Alaska. Uh, the, the champion, his name is Thomas. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Warner. Okay, it's a little strange spelling. He's uh, stranded in Alaska due to the coronavirus. He can't get out now. I I Googled the Iditarod to see when it end it ended. It uh, ended March 18th. Wow, it's a long time. So where are we now? Where oh, March? He's April, stuck there. He May. can't fly out of Alaska. Yeah, he can't get out. Why? I didn't read that far down, but he <laughs> take is, a boat to California. He is stuck with sixteen of his dogs. Oh, okay. Uh, and they're eventually now they're fi- he's finally going to get out after he was done. Uh, I did a rotting since March eighteenth. Right. He's finally there. They need some sort of uh, there's some historic plane that they're moving to some museum and they they have to fly it and they're going to let this guy and his sixteen dogs hitchhike on it. All right. To get him out of there, but I thought it was better. Like, is he at a Motel Six somewhere in Alaska with sixteen? And who's paying huskies? For that? Right, who's paying for the dogs? Because they have their own room, I'm sure. They've got their own room, Jerry. 16, you, they're athletes. I think the Motel 6 has big suites where he could be in it by himself <laughs> with the 16 dogs. No, I think this man is just like, I mean, they've all got to be on the same schedule, I would imagine, for urination and release and all that sort of thing. Otherwise, this guy's constantly with a dog in and out, in and out, in now, and out. Now, I've seen people in Manhattan – yeah, you know the dog walkers, which you were even looking into doing, which you never did. Never did. And I've seen people walk around with, let's say, seven or eight dogs. Yes, but sixteen—that seems like a bit much. I mean, you've got to be a pack leader to do that. I would say so. Yes. And then I, that wasn't even the worst part of it. So, in reading the story, now I'm reading full stories because we do an hour, Jerry. So I'm reading <laughs> the full articles. Yeah. Uh, this said that his wife—he's got to get home to his wife. She is at home with their children and 35 dogs. Oh, gosh. That's more than Eddie has. What if you ended up with like three or four dogs? No, th- this is 35 you No, know, I know. But think about you with two or three. No. Now think about them with 35 plus the 16. No, that I couldn't. So, so I was like, I can barely handle one dog. Boy, there must be a lot of money in the Iditarod, huh? I don't to be know. be raising kids and 51 dogs? <laughs> How stupid that sounds. It's a lot of dog food and toys, chew toys, a lot of chew toys, Jerry, and doggy bags. You know, you mentioned Alaska. Do you ever watch the show Living? Yeah, what's the show? Living in uh, Alaska? No, it's not Living in Alaska. It's like Life Below Zero, I think yeah. is the name. You I've ever not seen that it. Show? I've not seen that. Dude, take your time because I know you've got none of it. Jerry, I'm busy. Sure. Take, a, take a few minutes one day when you find it on. Yeah. Just watch the way these people live. Like in the winter, when the snow is nonstop, it's minus 30 degrees, and they still have to go out and hunt for food. And there's no daylight. No. And the only heat they have in their log cabin is the fire that they build and that they hope they have enough firewood to get through the wind. It is bizarre that people actually choose this life and enjoy it. There's a number of uh, Alaska shows now on television. Is they all on that Bush people? Yeah, yeah. They're all on those Nat Geo. Yeah. When you get up to those channels, you're desperate. Oh, no, not desperate. Those are good channels. Those you're are good like, shows. Uh, here's what, here's why. Geo. But here's why. Because unlike stupid TV, and there's a lot of that, these are actually real. Like, I don't look at that as reality TV slash Hollywood. Like, you know, the people that watch the wives of wherever. That's not, I'm sorry, not Atlanta. real. That, 
that stuff's not right. These are real people living real weird lives. And I don't feel like it's that nothing's doctored about it. There's no scripts. I mean, this is what they do. And while, yes, I'm getting up into the 700s on my channels, so be it. There's nothing on TV anyway most of the time. I know I'm desperate when I'm up near the Smithsonian channel. I don't have that. You got it. It's buried. I don't it think is... I do. I have my like, go-to. You don't have access. I don't think I have the Smithsonian channel. Yeah. I have my go-to channels. And now, like, TLC is one of my go-to channels because of uh, 90 Day Fiancé. It's very bizarre. It's like really good-looking foreign men and women paired with really day fiance. <laughs> paired with really ugly Americans. Have you ever taken <laughs> stock in your life when you're sitting there watching ninety day fiance? <laughs> it's crossed my mind. <laughs> Let's see. We've got Mets Braves or ninety yeah. day fiance. Well, I can watch the highlights tomorrow. Ninety day fiance. <laughs> I'm always like, it's early. I'll watch ninety day fiance. Flip over to the Mets back when there was baseball, and I'll catch it in the third or fourth inning, and we'll see where we're at <laughs> and catch up. I did try to watch this. The match with Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning. Yes. Phil Mickelson, I loved Tom. every second of it. Really? And so did my wife, actually. She watched all four and a half hours of it with me. I want, I so wanted to get into it because I was like, there's sports on TV. It was, you know, overcast outside. I liked when I turned it on and it was like a full on downpour and they, yeah. weren't, they weren't talking about canceling it. Right. I was like, all right, this is, I'm in for this. But I don't know. I, I found myself, like Gio says, like he judges a show based on how often he goes to his phone to look at Twitter and Instagram. And I found myself, like, doing that. Yeah, I didn't at all. I was locked in for the entire time. And, like I said, my wife loved it. And I'll tell you where she got hooked was when there 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 were a lot of segments. Peyton Manning was tremendous. He's funny. The personality was great. And when they were on the driving range to start – She's like, is, are they, they going to be talking the whole time? Because she wasn't very interested. Like, she thought at first, she goes, oh, I see you're going to be watching the golf. That looks fun. And she sat down, and when Amanda Bellionis goes to talk to them, and he starts talking trash to Brady, she's like, wait, they're wearing mics? I said, yeah. She goes, oh, that might be interesting for a couple of holes. And then here's when she really got locked in. When she watched Tom Brady look like an everyday weekend hacker yes. that couldn't hit a fairway, every shot was slicing to the right, and she felt bad for him. And next thing I know, she found it amusing that Charles Barkley was mocking him for a good guy who can't play golf. Uh, and she was into the whole thing. And then there was one part, Al. I know, I know you don't play golf. There were actually two amazing parts of this. Did you see two things with Mickelson? Did you see when he gave his lesson on his chip before he chipped the ball up to the green? I did not see that. I was probably on Twitter. <laughs> okay. Did you also see where he asked Tiger Woods to move his ball when he was 50 yards off the green? I did not see that. All right. So just real quick, I won't bore you with it, but <laughs> he's he's his ball is off the green, probably 20 feet or so, but he's down a little bit of a hill. And they ask, I think it was um, just, I forget who it was, the course reporter asks him, how are you going to play this? And he describes exactly where he has to land the ball because of the grain of the grass, blah, 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 blah. And to get it close, the ball's got to hit here and it should release and get right to the hole. He hits the exact spot, and the ball goes exactly where he said he would. Now, my first thought is, why don't you try and put it in? I was supposed to put it near the pin, but whatever. And then the second one, and I think you would even find this interesting, he's got to be 40 or 50 yards off the green, not 40 or 50 feet, and Tiger's ball is on the green. And he goes to Tiger. Can You you might want to mark that because I'm coming right for it. And Tiger smirks, and he's like, hit the ball. Like, you're 50 yards off the green. Al, he hits the ball. 
it bounced right in front of Tiger's ball and hopped over it. I mean, it was unreal. So it was like things like that that if you like golf was really cool, and the trash talking was tremendous, and you felt bad. And here's the other thing. Brady and Manning, maybe not Manning, Brady was nervous on the front nine. And it was kind of cool to see them out of their element. So I get you didn't like it, but most people I talked to actually really enjoyed it. People did like like to see human Tom Brady. Finally yeah. not good at something. Well, how about when he puts the ball in from 158 yards and then his, his pants split? Yeah. I mean, Rip you saw that, right? Shorts. I did see that, Jerry. That I, was, that I, I mean, watched in slow motion. And then he had to put his rain pants on because his you know butt cheeks were split. Now, they said uh, it was the most watched golf event. In cable history, Jerry. Yeah, six, uh, six and a half million. Now, compare that to the Jordan thing. We were going goo goo gaga over the nine million viewers for the last dance. Yeah. This was a Sunday afternoon of Memorial Day weekend. Granted, not great by us, but you even said really nice in northern New Jersey. They did almost seven million viewers. Now, I did want to see, like, what could I compare that to? 90 Day Fiance drew 3.3 3 million viewers. Three million people are watching 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, so almost as many people was watching golf. That, that actually doesn't impress me anymore. And they put it on all the uh, Turner channels. Which did you choose? I chose TBS. Uh, I had it on TNT. I didn't know it was on other channels. Yeah, it was on all their... Uh, oh, it's interesting. The Turner. Why? I don't know. I guess they had nothing else Why? to put on. Why? Because they have nothing else to put on. And Eli Manning joined a Twitter. It looked like just so he could get involved in this, the match trash talk on Twitter. Yeah, he had another reason for it, though, didn't he? Yeah, another... This Eli Manning, everything he does has a sponsor. I will say though, Frank's some of his sauce. some of his tweets. Sauce. And oh, and how about this? Have you checked to see how many followers he has very he quickly? Di- uh, he did get very quickly a lot of followers. Yes, he did. I saw at one point. I want to say yesterday. I checked in the morning. He yeah. was up over one hundred and seventy thousand. See where he's at. Oh, Jerry, right now I just I just checked two hundred eighty-seven thousand. So that's that's really quick. And I got to be honest, I didn't think Eli would have that kind of following. Yeah, me neither. At least not that quickly, I should say. Right. But he did well, and he was another one. And that was another aspect of the broadcast or the telecast that I liked. Like, they were putting up the tweets. Like, J.J. Watt was tweeting at Brady, making fun of him. Eli was making fun of Peyton. Like, it was – I really did. I enjoyed it. Some of the golfers were tweeting. How about you had Brooks Kepka and Charles Barkley, you know, in a – in a nice way, mocking Brady. If you get a par, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, that was the on. other great thing—just seeing guys throwing around a hundred grand. Hi, this yeah. is Russ Wilson. Well, if you get hit uh, uh, hit uh, this next shot, blah blah blah, I will give you a hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand meals he did. Oh, meals. Yes, and he had to do three hundred thousand. But he's also married to Sierra. I get that. Explain yeah. this one to me, because my wife even asked me this last night as we were watching Shark Tank season ten. So Sharks. Barkley during the broadcast. Gave up or lost, I want to say $100,000 to charity for Brady actually taking him and, and beating him at the bet. Last night we're watching Shark Tank season 10, and Barkley was on it, and he invested in some cockamamie shake or whatever for $250,000. I thought Barkley lost his money gambling and at one point went bankrupt. Am I wrong about that? I know he lost a lot of money gambling, but he's back, baby. He's on TNT and TBS and yeah, all but- that stuff. He makes so I looked into it. He oh, makes Googled about one point. He makes one point five million dollars a year on TV, and he and he does have endorsements. How much money do you think he made? Now think about the star players right now. They're making between thirty and forty million dollars a year. The stars. He was a star in his day. How much do you think he made in his uh, whatever it was twelve year career? Forty million dollars. He made thirty seven million dollars. Well, almost nailed it. 
But I don't know. To me, I would be thinking to be on Shark Tank, you have to have a net worth. I would think of a billion dollars, I would have thought, but I guess not. Right. He probably doesn't want to get involved in all the, like, he's like, I would like to invest in this. I got no money. <laughs> well, he had enough all to my, invest in the uh, the paleo shake. All my money's gone. <laughs> and Tom Brady, you know, you brought this up last week, Jerry, or maybe Gio did, someone did, about the um, the TikTok videos going around where people yeah. put strawberries into. Yeah, but I'm calling BS on that. So you, you take salt water and you put a strawberry in it and a bunch of bugs come out. We did it. Really? You did yes. this, uh, the, the Reco boys did this as a uh, science experiment? We did this yesterday because I told we, I told a couple of people Friday night, and my wife was ready to vomit like your dog. And so we went out and we bought the strawberries yesterday like we usually do and immediately did it. And we sat there and waited and waited. And we're still waiting. No bugs? We did it with three different strawberries. No, it was nothing. Nothing. Well, that's a buzzkill. Boy, so, this was a bad Memorial Day weekend, Jerry. <laughs> we do have to take a break. <laughs> see, but Tom Brady said, see, I was right all along. About no, he's not you. right. He's not right because it, it doesn't happen to every strawberry. I'm so, calling BS on Could that. you then eat? See, that's a good thing to do then before you eat the strawberry. You put it in the salt water. If no bugs come flying out of it, then you eat it. Yeah, but now it's, now it's now soaked it's in salt. <laughs> that doesn't make much sense. Salted strawberries. Not interested. Now, chocolate-covered strawberries, oh, I'd be interested. Oh, yeah, that's romantic. Quick break. Uh, when we come back, Al's got more stories that he actually read about. And then we do have Boomer yeah. and Geo coming up at 6 o'clock on the Tuesday after Memorial Day on The Fan. The morning warm-up. <laughs> All right, welcome back. Love 25, 25 after 5 on a Tuesday. Al, before you do uh, your next story, I'm curious about one thing because I'm watching on CBS – they're talking about the beach access to township uh, residents only. And now that you're a beach city resident in Bradley Beach, I'm yeah. curious. So for me, I've never done an annual pass. So we have friends that have beach clubs, uh, memberships, and we would just go get the daily pass at a regular beach, wherever it would be, Point Pleasant, Seabright, wherever. So if we come down, let's say in July... We can't get on the beach, right, without the annual pass? The, they're I don't not selling so. daily badges? I don't know. Who, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know what's going on here. Because I'm just curious what a mess that's going to be because you're going to have people that are going to make the drive down the shore thinking they're going to go to the beach and they're going to get there, and no, they can't. Yeah, I think if this weekend was a solid, good 75 and sunny weekend, it would have been a disaster here. But because it wasn't, it seemed very calm. But, yeah, I don't know what the, what the deal is. I'm sure as restrictions ease, Jerry, that will start easing. Uh, you got to let people come onto the beach. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, it's funny you say that, restrictions easing, because we're at a point where, at least for me, it starts to feel, it is, aside from the sports not being back and the kids not playing sports, it's starting to feel more and more normal, I would yes. say. And then over the weekend, you get hit in the face like I did. Someone I know's father got it and is not oh. doing well. And it's oh, like, oh. God, every time you think that actually, no, the numbers are really coming down. We feel like we've turned a corner. You know, you hear someone else getting it. So Yeah, but then even Big over reminder. just just over the weekend, we heard Patrick Ewing got coronavirus. Yeah, true. And then within the same weekend, he's out of the hospital doing when better. In, when in Friday, he's back. His uh, son tweeted yesterday that he's, he's back. back back home, yeah. Which Patrick's is a great back. thing. Absolutely. But he's a warrior, Jerry. Well, he was a Hoya. A Hoya. And a Nick. Hoya. And a Sonic. And a Sonic. See, that I forget about. 
You don't remember his Patrick Ewing as, as, a, as a supersonic? That is one of the weirder um, returns because there have been a lot of star players that have done it. I don't know why. That one for me, watching that when I was younger, was weird. Him coming back in a supersonics uniform. And, and the another... supersonics became who, Al? Mm. When they left Seattle. Hmm. That's a solid question, Jerry. I don't, I don't know. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, the OKC. I call them OKC. Because Kevin Durant was a Sonic for a year. That I don't recall. Yeah. I'm going to start watching sports when it comes back. <laughs> I'm going to make it a point. I'm going to be just locked myself in NBA, NHL, baseball, football. What would it take for me to get you to sit down on a Thursday night yeah. When and let's say it's Kevin Harlan. I'm not even say Marv because Marv would might. might oh, Marv would do you. it. Yes. But let's let's just say it's either I or it's Kevin Harlan. Two amazing announcers. Blazers. Mm, let's see. Let's go. Bla- Who would be interesting? I'll go Blazers Knicks. Would you watch that? What would it take for me to get you? I to would. Watch go, all I would go quarters? in and be like, I'm gonna watch this, but I, I know I. I because when Linsanity was a thing around here, and everyone was, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch these. And, like, this game would start, and Linsanity would throw up a three, hit it, the crowd would go crazy, I'm into it. Then the game would settle in, as games do. Right. And I'd be like, all right. You've what's seen on the mur- What's on the murder channel? But watching this Jordan, I finally finished up this Jordan documentary. Oh, really? I know I'm behind. No, I'm a little behind, but it did interest me in 90s, like, if can we put on 90s NBA playoff basketball? That, I would, that I'm interested in. I remember watching those... Like even the those Pacers teams with yeah. Rick Smiths and the Reggie Miller, Dale Davis. Yeah, like a, I feel like I would watch this now. But am I interested because it was done as a film and uh, the, they did the dramatics of the film and the documentary and they made it seem like it was this bigger than life thing or was it really bigger than life? It's a great question. I mean, I remember Ooh. watching all those series, and I remember yeah. being a slugfest, and we, we did slugfest. watch them. I don't know that it was bigger than life, the way it's portrayed in the documentary. I think everything, as time goes on, seems bigger than it was. Yeah. But I do know Jordan was huge, and the Bulls were really something, and the Knicks gave him great battles, as did the Pacers. Um, and it was something. I do believe, I know on NBA TV they've been running a lot of different old series and games, some you can't watch. I mean, like there was one, and I shouldn't say this, but like there was one Celtics game. Like I can't; it's terrible. Um, and it was before the game got really, you know, tough and gritty, and it just it didn't interest me. Short shorts, eh. but I'm sure if you actually check out NBA TV once in a while, I bet you you would come across those games for sure. Right now, it would also weird too could be uh, with that Jordan documentary because you'd see Jordan playing against Bird early on, right? And then Larry Bird's on the sideline. Coaching them. Coaching, coaching the, against them. Coaching the Pacers. Yeah, very strange. You're absolutely right. You're right. Um, did you, when it ended, were you left wanting more? Or were you sad? Because I, no. I really, I wanted, I did want to see a little bit of his time with the Wizards, but then I had to remember it was a Bulls documentary, not a Jordan one. So you were good with what you saw. Yeah, I was like, you know what, this is a 10-parter. This is, I'm good. Let's yeah, shut it down, folks. It shut time. it down. Did you lose interest as the series went I on? did, yeah. You did. I did right. lose interest. Okay. So you were not looking for more on Sunday night? No, that's why I had like even taped the last two episodes, and I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, I got to I gotta get through these. I got to see these. Right. I was like, ah, I guess I'll put that Jordan documentary on. It lost some steam. You know what was funny about that documentary? One of the main, One of the main directors or producers of it uh, was a man I used to work for at Cinesport, Greg Winnick. 
pretty cool, right? Did you reach out to him? Greg Winnick. Quality I did. job. Did he, he write you like, back or is he too big yes, now? Yes, he did. No, he wrote All me right. back within five minutes. Mm-hmm. But we had a good relationship. He, I played golf with him a bunch of times. That was the other thing about Sunday, just quickly, about the match. Remember I mentioned how Brady was? It seemed very nervous on the front nine? It reminded me of playing with Boomer and Craig the first time. We played at Wingfoot. And I remember just being around Boomer on the golf course thinking, all right, I can't go out here and embarrass myself. Right, you're intimidated. Yeah, well, I don't know if intimidated is the right word. As much as I felt like this pressure to not suck. (laughs) And I remember going up to the first tee, and I was. I hit the ball fine on the driving range. But now you're out there. I remember it was a beautiful day. And we're out there on the first tee. I think we started on one because it was a tournament. And you got Boomer staring at you. Let's go put it in the fairway. No nonsense. Like, oh, my God. If I put this thing, you know, out to the trees, he's going to tell me to go home. And I remember I had a good first drive, and I was able to settle in. But I remember, like, it took me seven, eight, nine holes to start to feel a little bit comfortable because you got Boomer watching you. So I actually kind of – I could relate a little bit to what Brady was like on Sunday. They should do uh, the match part two, but they play touch football. See how those two uh, golfer clowns do. Yeah, because what, all right, so at the end they had the big checks so and they raised twenty million dollars, and they were talking about even Tiger was like, you know, I commend these guys for getting through the eighteen holes because you know it'd be like well, we if we had to go play football and they started laughing at them. Well, you guys can't play football, <laughs> so you're right. That was exactly what it would be like. All right, then mock me then. Uh, there's a coronavirus situation, Jerry, involving one Noah Syndergaard, and and I'm personally interested to see how this pans out because I'm in a similar situation to Noah Syndergaard. We both have uh, apartment leases that we want to get out of. You owe $27,000. <laughs> a slightly different situation. Just a little less. So Noah Syndergaard is battling his landlord for a um, a $27,000 a month uh, place in New York City, which he's never spent one day in due to coronavirus. Right. Now, he paid two months to try and get out of it, but he still has how long on the lease? Do you know? I think he signed a one-year lease. Oof. So he he signed a one-year lease at $27,000 a month. He says he gave them plenty of, uh, what do you call that, lead time, time like yeah. two-month notice, and said, listen, I'm never going to move in here because of coronavirus and what happened with the Mets uh, schedule in baseball. Uh, here's in good faith, uh, the, by two months' notice, here's $52,000 or $54,000 for my uh, apartment, but I'm out. And the uh, the uh, landlord says, you signed a, a year-long lease. You owe us $270,000. Yeah, is that what it comes a, to? This, yeah. Even more. That'd well, be for more a 10 than months, that. 10 months, right. Well, no, but he paid the 54. Oh, he paid. Oh, right. So he owes that much more. Here's the problem. A, he signed the lease, number one. B, if you're the landlord, that you're not wiping away a couple thousand dollars. Like on your books, you were expecting an additional $270,000. Yeah, but I thought we were told we don't even have to pay our rent uh, because of coronavirus, that they uh, can't throw you I out. I believe you can defer it. I do not believe you can just say, mm, I'm not going to pay. Because I still have two months left. I'm like Noah Syndergaard. I still have two months left on my lease, but it's only $2,000 a month. Yeah, no, no, you're going to But I don't want to pay that. I don't want to pay $4,000 for nothing. You pretty much are going to be paying that. 
I'm gonna yeah. talk to uh, Noah Siddigar's lawyer. Here's, <laughs> I did the same thing. I gave two months. By the way, your four thousand dollars with his attorney will give you three minutes <laughs> of his time. <laughs> so which way you want to pay? <laughs> Me and Noah Syndergaard are out of our leases. Get us out. Maybe you could have a meeting with Noah Syndergaard and find out about the similar situations. I did see hey. he was fighting with people on Twitter. Noah Syndergaard was about people well, yelling at him. Pay you, you signed the contract. Pay, pay up. Yeah, because again, you signed the lease, and you're not somebody that's making ten dollars an hour. And I know he's not making twenty five million dollars a year either, like Degrom or whatever he's making. But at the end of the day, you sign the lease. At the very, at the very least, you're going to have to defer the payments. A or B, go get another tenant. Like you can't, you can't just walk away from it. I know you're trying to do that. It's not going to work out. <laughs> Just a hint. Not going to work. They're going to want their money. Imagine scratching out a check for twenty-seven grand every month. <laughs> I can't wait. Maybe one day we'll be able to do that. And especially like if, if it's one of those months when the Mets are like on the road for three weeks. It's like, I just paid $27,000 to store my stuff here. Right. For what exactly? And these guys get roommates. Wasn't he rooming with the other long-haired pitcher, Gazelman? Or was that the Grom? And one of them was uh, was I think it was uh, yeah I think it was Noah Syndergaard and you know, Gazelman were rooming together. And weren't there wasn't there a Met pitcher and a Yankee pitcher rooming together as well? Because yes, they were always was... on the road at different times. Right. I forget who that was. That was a story I remember last year. Oh, it was a big story, Jerry. It was uh, front page. I'm sure New York sure, Post News. I'm sure we started the warm up show with. Do you think <laughs> that you could live with Bob Dwyer if you split the time in the apartment? <laughs> and you were going at different times. It's like and when I didn't uh, read the rest of the article, oh, by the way. It's like what the radio station used to do uh, when it was uh, we when it used to snow in the winter, which I, it doesn't yes, no. anymore. We'd have like you know Harris Allen was working the overnight. It'd be like okay, Harris will sleep in the bed, <laughs> and then. And he'll then, make the bed. Right, he'll make the bed. And, and then, then Minko gets it. And then Minko has to lay in Harris's night sweats. All right. <laughs> that is a disgusting theory. If you Very think. disgusting. But here's what they do have in hotel rooms. Chairs. You can sleep on the chair. Right, sleep on the chair. I but, remember one time I went down. Uh, we're going to take a break in a second. But I went down to um, Philadelphia where Columbia was playing Penn. And a friend of mine was not having a great time with his wife. Basically begged me if he could come with me for the night. He's like, he's like, I got to get out of the house. And I just, she's going to kill me. I might kill her. Do you mind if I come along? I said, yeah. I said, but you got to get a room. He goes, no problem. So we get there. I go to check in. I'm like, and do you have your room? He goes, no, I'll just stay in yours. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, where are you staying? He goes, I'll sleep on the floor. He wound up butting together two chairs and he slept. His back was killing him yeah. the next morning. But I don't think to this day has stopped thanking me because he got, him, got himself out of the house for two days. That's but. all. It, that's all it takes, Jerry. A little night away from the wife. That's what people would go for right now. They're all trapped with their wives and husbands and boyfriends for, and girlfriends. For some people, that is very true. Which pets. is why I see I see one guy walking around the neighborhood for like five hours because he's not yeah. home. So, a quick break. When we come back, we got a couple more stories for you. Boomer and Geo at six, right here on the fan. Al and Jerry. I don't know why I still left that. Ooh, this is cake on a Tuesday. Uh, this is goats go to heaven, sheep go to hell, I think it is. All right, so we've got a couple more minutes. This is usually when we come on for our 17 or 18 minutes, but now we do the full hour, so that's kind of cool. So instead, it's segment number three. Um, quickly, Al, before you get to your next story, Julia Rose. Remember her? Is she the girl from the Nationals World Series games, if I remember yes, correctly? where she flashed or something. i got to tell you. 
So Lifespeed is that cover band from Atlantic City that I like. I think they yeah. do a great job, and they do the Jersey Shore and stuff like that. They retweet her Twitter postings. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. <laughs> She's going to get me in trouble, man. You got to follow her on uh, Instagram, Jerry. That's where the action is. Oh, is and you do, I imagine? No, no, I'm just saying, like, women who post provocative photos if they do it on twitter they probably really up their game on instagram oh, okay well you know this instagram is just not for me i log in like, and i do uh, it for like three days and i'm done with it like Paige spiranak or whoever you say the golfer yes oh yeah the problem i have with the instagram thing and we've talked about this before is i don't understand it like i don't you know you'll see so and so did an instagram live with so and so and then you go to click on it and it's gone and then my son, who's 15, will tell me, well, yeah, it was good. 24 hours, it's gone. Well, why? Yes. Like, where do they go? Into the Ethernet, Jerry. I, I, I guess. It's just I find it very, I just, I'm, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care for it. Not for me. So a very uh, alert uh, listener, Jerry Walsh on Twitter, sent me the Noah Syndergaard tweet where he explains his side of the story against his landlord. Right. And then says, says to me, read the first comment that followed from somebody who follows Noah Syndergaard, the guy wrote wrote to Noah Syndergaard regarding his rent situation. You should try buying. Mortgage rates are very low now, like the Grom's ERA, not yours. (laughs) Come on now. That's tremendous. Come on now. That's pretty good, though. That's tremendous. So not wrong. (laughs) Not uh, not incorrect. Uh, NFL teams, Jerry, I don't know if this is a done deal for this this year. I know where you're going. I don't like this. Onside kick alternative being uh, 4th and 15. I I actually hate this. I love it. Ugh. It's terrible. Where you would get the ball at, uh, I think, your own 25. Stupid. I'm sorry. And it's 4th and 15. You complete the 4th and 15. You get the ball right there if you don't then the other team takes over at the it's 25. gimmicky it's I, it's no good it is gimmicky this is this is xfl like to me that's what this is like what are we gonna do next put the ball at midfield and have guys sprint to midfield and kill each other for it a scrum i don't like it i and i'll tell you another thing i didn't like the onside kick where they put the players back and didn't let them you know they had to fight hold it until out the, not so much fight it out but you couldn't attack until the ball was kicked I like the old rule. The onside kick was still only about, what, 20%, 15%. It wasn't like everybody was getting it. The, here's the problem with the 4th and 15. How many times have we seen the momentum shift in games where the other team seems like they're playing with four guys on defense? Now, all of a sudden, you're going to get Patrick Mahomes if they're trailing the ball back? Ah, please, I don't, I don't like it. I think yeah. it's awful. Andy Reid loves the idea, Jerry, because like you said, he is Patrick Mahomes. I don't know that he does love it, actually. You know what's weird? It, and I don't know how this ever started in pickup basketball. Like when I was a kid and I would play, you know, you play basketball one-on-one against somebody. Right. Who, if if the guy scored on you, he got the ball again. Yes. Winners. <laughs> yeah, winners. What? This could be like this. Like the Chiefs go down. Boom. Score. Touchdown. Then they go for their onside kick, even though they're beating you by 20, 21 points. <laughs> if Patrick Mahomes completes it, winners. Get, it's it's like giving the NFL winners. Yeah, well, except that it's a little different in that they're not going to do it that often. <laughs> but they could. Uh, theoretically, they, they could. They said yes. that the onside kick, you could do it whether you're trailing, leading, or tied. Yes. I mean, At you can all do it all game times, if you want All game. But it's, I don't know. I'm just. We'll hear from Andy Reid coming up later. I'm trying to find it. I can't find it right now on the About fly, this? Yeah, he spoke about this the other oh. day. And I'm, I thought that the 
I thought it was described in the system as here wants to keep the onside kick the way it is because of the integrity of the game. Oh, so I don't think then, he does like it. Okay, so he doesn't love it. Now, were you just inferring that he would like it because he got Patrick Mahomes? No, no. He said, uh, let's see, we, quote, we've got a guy who can do fourth and 15. Well, that they do. There's no question about it. Tate's goofy. Winners. I'm sorry. I just don't like it. What if we just did that in the NFL? Winners. You score, you get the ball back. <laughs> well, I that, guess would, you that can... would shift momentum. Maybe in flag football you can do that, but you're not going to do it in the NFL. God help us if that happens. And how like, about – go ahead. Like, you know, the uh, I was trying to – like the Buccaneers and Tom Brady, Brady to Gronk, touchdown, they get the ball back. <laughs> no, how about not? Like your defense – like that would really – teams would have to start drafting defenses, Jerry. How about if there's no fans in the stands and no one's watching, we can try this. But until then, let's leave the game the way it is. No it's fans funny to in me, the stands and winners. This is what I don't understand. You've got a game that is so incredibly wildly popular. Why are we screwing around with it at all? There's nothing else to do, Jerry. We've got a uh, we've got well, the onside kick they don't like because guys slam helmets into each other. Yeah, I under I, I get it. Then leave it the way it is with not being able to rush until the ball's kicked. It's enough. How about this? You want the How about stop that? the other team and score? How about that? How about that? Dude, what, you, you were so you were a Bucks and a Cowboys fan, a folk and Cowboys a Jets fan, fan and, the and, a Giants and the Jets fan. and the Giants. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. Did you? I don't want to say did you feel good about when your team would win that way, but how about when your team lost that way? Like you're winning oh, yeah. the entire game, you've controlled the game, you've done the job, and then they get the onside kick and you lose. Total crap. Right now you're talking about giving them the ball back on a fourth and fifteen. No, no good. And now no that good. Uh, betting is legal in New Jersey, it really annoys me if I lose a game like that. Well, I know. God forbid you lose that $2.10. That $20. So, uh, my $20 bets. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> I don't know if we already did buzz no buzz on this, uh, but it, it aired, I guess, uh, already, this um, Lance Armstrong 30 for 30. Which I've seen a lot of really good reviews about, but I did yeah. not watch. No buzz to me. No, because here's – I think if you were going to do something like this, you had to put it on before the Jordan documentary. Or give it some time to breathe after. the Like, the Jordan documentary needed a couple weeks before or, you threw the next thing out there. Or you could have put on – and I would have watched this, and I would have been locked in on it – the baseball one with McGuire and Sosa. I would have been interested in watching that, which doesn't come on now for another – I don't think for a couple months, right? Isn't that in July? Or June? Yeah, June or July. So maybe it's next month. That I would have watched. I would have continued watching Sunday Night at 9. The Lance Armstrong one, yeah. Also, I mean, I'm good. Like, he's not a likable guy. Uh, no, not with the way he has been and with what happened. And we don't know. See, this is where you get in trouble because the whole thing with Cheryl Crow is categorized in a really bad light, and understandably so. But we don't know the details of it, but there's nothing about him that has been likable. So the Cheryl Crow story is that she had, uh, I believe, breast cancer, Correct. right? Yes. And then he dumped her? Yeah. I mean, that is... But again, we don't know the details, but that's like that's the story. That's the headline. Right. And so if you're going to tell me that that's going to make him likable, good luck. I mean, that makes him look like as bit of, every bit of clown as there could be. You're a clown. So, you're Goodbye. a clown. Goodbye. <laughs> exactly. Plus, it's and- biking. Who cares? <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you because <laughs> I have no interest in it. It's like I remember. You remember Joe Tollison? He was a uh, an update anchor with us for a long time. Now he does uh, soccer on Yes and all that. Soccer. Yeah, he does. Um, the, what is it? The New not the New York Liberty. Uh, NYCFC. NYCFC. He does those broadcasts. He's very good. He's an international soccer. Joe is one of the most polished broadcasters I've ever met. Um, but I have no idea where I was going. Oh, he would be so excited when the Tour de France started, and I'd be like. 
Who gives a crap? Is that one of those things that goes on for days and days? Like a month. They they basically bike through the mountains of France. Like, okay, let me know when they're finished. Tell me it's like car racing. You know, I can watch it a little bit, but not for five hours. Let me know when they're on the final 30 laps and I'll watch. And you got to be careful if you're a man biker because the the seat, when you go on like long bike rides, the seat hits um, a, a bad nerve down there between all of your parts. Parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's bad for like you could not have children if you're if you're. Well, perfect for biker. you. <laughs> I see you've been biking for the last 30 years. I'd love to have children, but I'm a biker. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I really wanted to, but, well, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> and they always have such hard seats for men's bikes. I actually saw at a friend's Weird. house the other day the most comfortable padded bike seat that I've ever seen. Banana it seat? It looked like, no, it wasn't that. No, no, not at all. Did you ever see the, uh, you know, the uh, like the foam toppers for beds? Yeah, foam this toppers. This was a foam topper for a bike seat. Yeah, and that's it looked luxurious. Yeah. Like, why Gotta not have that? Those. Like, well, I can't a tour. But no. Well, my friend tour- has it. Yeah, but like, why wouldn't they put that in the Tour de France? Sharks. Here's what we're going to do. Sharks. <laughs> foam for your ass. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we have to take a break. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> and you know what break. I love about Shark Tank? Everyone always wants to do whatever in Mavericks colors. They'll go, Mark, we could get these bike seats in Mavericks colors. <laughs> get blue and gray and green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, he's in. Uh, when we come back, Mike Tyson and Deontay Wilder, oh. Greg's guy. We're going to talk oh, about him oh. real quick if that's okay. Uh, but for now, we have a Radio.com Sports Minute with Amy Lawrence and then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got a couple more minutes to the top. We'll bring you Boomer and Geo then. Real quick, Al, just because I did see this this morning. We'll play some clips coming up with Deontay Wilder basically questioning uh, Mike Tyson and the uh, fighters he faced in his time. How about the fact that Tyson might actually come back and fight, like, for real? Yeah, I saw this uh, in something called Bare Knuckle Boxing Federation or something yeah, like that. Bare Knuckle uh, Fighting, w- I believe it is, yeah. He would not be fighting Bare Knuckle style, I was reading. He he would be, it would be a boxing match, but they're, supposedly he's going to sign like a $20 million deal to fight somebody. You know what? Why the hell not? He's 53. He's in amazing shape. If George Foreman was able to do it for years and years and years, Tyson looks to be in much better shape now oh. than Foreman was then. Why not? I- I'd like to see him fight George Foreman. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Foreman's got to be 75 now, dude. Yeah. And he probably let's could see. still stand in there and take a let's shot. Get, let's get it going. <laughs> you know what the buy would be for that, sadly? Oh, I'd, I'd be in for that. Do you think – so Deontay Wilder was questioning his opponents, like that he was we- fighting tomato cans, as they say in boxing? Pretty Jerry? much, yeah. Like he was in a car with a guy, and I'll play the clips. He's like, you know, I'm going to give you guys some homework. Like how many Hall of Famers did he ever fight? And his his claim was everyone he fought was so scared that they never had a chance. And to me, that was part of Tyson's lore, though. It was like Jerry, no one could, wanted to fight him. You could only fight who's on the schedule, as they say in well, all the other the sports. Yeah, well, it's not a schedule. Well, there was no one. At, they, they barely had. There were no good boxers. Yeah, no, I know. I the, it's, the whole thing to me is bizarre. It really is very, very strange. Tyson but, would come in and just. I even saw that that fight against Spinks. Yeah. Like he looked scared, and that was a—he was a veteran, Jerry. He and was a wily one, veteran. That's one of the fighters that Wilder pointed out to. He's like, "Don't tell, don't talk to me about Michael Spinks. He was frightened when he got into the ring." Yeah. So I will say though, looking at what Tyson looks like now, 
I mean, if that's what 53 is, Al, you're doing fine. Yeah, me and Mike Tyson are. We're looking great in our Mike 50s. Tyson? I would love to. $20 million. It. You go in there and take a punch? <laughs> of course I would. <laughs> you might die. Knock my jaw off. He <laughs> snap you in half. <laughs> Wait, Jerry, I, thought if, I, I thought I ride bikes. <laughs> Jerry, if you're looking for the inflatable hippo costume. I'm not. In order to hug loved ones. No, I'm good with the no they're hugging. They're sold out. I'm I'm really good with the no hugging thing. I got to tell you, it's actually too. tremendous. Hey. I also love I also love the no handshake. Wake up with the expanded warm up show with Alan Jerry from five to six a.m.